0: Hello and welcome back to That's What I Call Jones History, where we will discuss and go on a educational journey together in all things history, but particularly focusing on black stories in history as they are not as commonly given ground. That doesn't mean that we aren't going to discuss other topics because I definitely want to explore other topics just not focused on black history which we shall be doing uh in the next week or so i think i have scotland we're gonna start that series uh it'll probably be broken up in a few different parts but we'll start with the early uh century ancient history type of timeline and then continue up But that's not what we're here to discuss today, because based on the poll results, the topic of Creoles won. And I got quite a bit of information, so I may need to break this up into a part one and a part two. But we shall see how we are on time. While Creoles are all over the world, we will primarily be talking about North America. I will be reading directly from sources listed below, in case you want to. Because I won't, uh, I won't read the entire uh, the source in its entirety. But if you want to uh, continue on on a particular topic, that is where you can find that information. The city of New Orleans was founded on this date in 1718, and the registry affirms the Creole community history, ethnicity, culture heritage on this date. Founded by the French Mississippi Company, the city of New Orleans was named for the French Duke of Orleans or Orleans. To historians, the term Creole is a controversial and mystifying segment of African America. Yet Creoles are commonly known as people of mixed French, African, Spanish, and Native American ancestry many of whom reside in or have familial ties to Louisiana. Research has shown many other ethnicities have contributed to this culture, including but not limited to Chinese, Russian, German, and Italian. This culture and heritage began as an offspring of the Middle Passage, when the Old World and the New World, when North America was still being colonized. Creoles are not one entity or another, they are people and have at times lived their lives being misunderstood misrepresented and misinterpreted in the past under the white government creoles were not allowed to be an equal part of society blacks freed and slaves did not feel creoles were part of their world either because of this rejection creoles had a strong bond with one another and had to create their own world and culture that's interesting because it feels as if that is how the black community treats a lot of light skinned or mixed children biracial children especially if they are especially the lighter they are for centuries they have to be self-sufficient and rely on each other Pinning that just to follow up on that other thought and yet when they become you know the president of the United States, then, then they're black once again. Only when they're doing something for the black community do, does the black community acknowledge those folks. Back into the article. Uh, during America's agra- agrarian and early industrial age, Creoles were landowners, artists, teachers, and business people, and more. The word Creole derives from the Latin word creare meaning to beget or create after the new world's america argument of discovery portuguese colonists used the word criolla to denote a new world slave of african descent eventually the word was applied to all new world colonists regardless of ethnic origin living along what is now america's gulf coast especially in louisiana There is a small kinship and lifeline to the Gullah community found in the Lowcountry region of the U.S. states of Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina in both the coastal plain and the sea islands. There, the Spanish introduced the word as Criollo, and during Louisiana's colonial period between 1699 and 1803, the evolving word Creole, generally referred to persons of african or european heritage born in the americas or new world by the 19th century black white and mixed race louisianians is that the right way to say that Louisianians used the term to distinguish themselves from foreign born and anglo-american settlers it was during that century that the mixed race creoles of color or gens uh, uh this is french uh give me a minute gens Jen, de color free persons of color came into their own as an ethnic group creole has multiple meanings in louisiana americans americans consider it to suggest mixed race mixed culture folks Race conscious French and Spanish whites use the term exclusively for themselves. Free Blacks, Native Americans and other mixed race people were classified as gens de Color Libre. However, they preferred Creole and they have made it their own. Today it refers to a multi-racial and multicultural mixture. Some Creoles self-identify as Black others white and some native american but all recognized the term creole through america's racial caste system they experienced many of the legal rights and privileges of whites they occupied a middle ground between whites and enslaved blacks and as such often possessed property and received formal educations the spanish gave grants to freed slaves many of whom bought their children and relatives out of slavery many had arranged legal liaisons with whites and their offspring were freed all permissible in the spanish colony a practice unique in the southern united states one of the contributions was uh, the plantation among other accomplishments to louisiana of the creoles the business process of sugar refinement the arts and letters and the i hate that word (laughs) uh Uh, i can say it if i'm not looking at it eclastial there we go development of the church all carry creole family names there are about 40 creole communities scattered across louisiana each such as the isle Revelle community and natuitz parish by the large centered on a roman catholic church and cemetery after the american civil war most creoles of color lost their privileged status and joined the position of indigent former slaves former black slaves yet the word creole persisted as a term also referring to white louisianans usually of the upper class non-cajun origin although confusing many even Cajuns sometimes were called creoles primarily by outsiders unfamiliar with local ethnic labels. Like the Creoles of color, these white Creoles, also called French Creoles, experienced a socioeconomic decline after the Civil War. In Academia, newly impoverished white Creoles often intermarried with Cajuns and were largely assimilated into Cajun culture. Many names of French Creole origin like Soleil, Fontenot and francois are now widely considered cajun and today creole is most often used in acadiana to refer to persons of full or mixed african heritage it is generally understood among these creoles that creole of color still refers to creoles of mixed race heritage while the term black creole refers to Creoleans of african descent increasingly both african originated groups are putting aside old animosities based largely on skin color and social standing for mutual preservation and as such often merely describe themselves as creole 1743 to 1803 let's talk about toussaint ouverture He was a self-educated slave who took control of Saint-Domingue in 1801, sending more refugees to the Gulf Coast. Some exiles went directly to present-day Louisiana, others went to Cuba. Of those who went to Cuba, many came to New Orleans in the early 1800s after the Louisiana Territory had been purchased by the United States in 1803. This influx from Saint-Domingue and Cuba doubled New Orleans' 1791 population. Some refugees moved on to Saint-Martinville, Napoleonville, and Henderson rural areas outside of New Orleans. Others traveled further north along the Mississippi waterway. The thing about Creoles of color is that they became a part of an elite society in the 19th century. They were leaders in business, agriculture, politics, and the arts as well as slaveholders. Nonetheless, as early as 1724, their legal status had been defined by the code noir, which is the black code, or some would like to call it, you know, the 1%. According to Violet Harrington Bryan in The Myth of New Orleans in Literature Dialogues of Race and Gender, They could own slaves, hold real estate and be recognized in the courts, but they could not vote, marry white persons and had to designate themselves as FMC, which is free man or free woman of color. With imported furniture, wines, books and clothes, white Creoles were once immersed in a completely French atmosphere. Part of Creole social life has traditionally centered on the French opera house. From 1859 to 1919, it was the place for sumptuous gatherings and glittering receptions. The interior, graced by curved balconies and open boxes of architectural beauty, seated 805 people. Creoles loved music and music delighted in attendance the audience through operas with great social and cultural affairs. White Creoles clung to their individualistic way of life, frowned upon intermarriage with Anglo-Americans, refused to learn English, and were resentful and contemptuous of Protestants, whom they considered irreligious and wicked. Creoles generally succeeded in remaining separate in the rural sections, but they steadily lost ground in New Orleans. In 1803, there were seven Creoles to every Anglo-American in New Orleans, but these figures dwindled to two to one by 1830. Anglo-Americans reacted by disliking the Creoles with equal enthusiasm. Gradually, New Orleans became not one city, but two. Canal Street split them apart, dividing the old Creole city from the uptown section, where the other Americans quickly settled. To cross cross Canal Street in either direction was to enter another world. These differences are still noticeable today. Creole cooking is the distinguishing feature of Creole homes. It can be as subtle as Oyster's Rockefeller, as fragrantly explicit as Jambalaya, or as down to earth as a dish of red beans and rice. A Creole meal is a celebration not just a means of addressing hunger pains many of the dishes listed below are features of african influenced louisiana that is creoles of color and black creoles the europeans who settled in new orleans found not only the american indians whose filet the ground pep ground powder of the Fray leaf is the key ingredient of creole gumbos but also immense areas of inland waterways and usteraries, alive with crayfish shrimp crab and fish of many different varieties moreover the swampland was full of game the settlers used what they found and produced a cuisine based on good taste experimentation and spices on the experimental side, it was in New Orleans that raw hard liquor was transformed into the more sophisticated cocktail, and where the simple cup of coffee became cafe brûlat, a concoction spiced with cinnamon, cloves, and lemon peel with flambéed and flambéed with cognac. I need to drink that. Drink your prune juice. The seasonings used are distinctive, but there is yet another essential ingredient, a heavy black iron skillet. Such dexterity produced the mini-faceted family of gumbos. Gumbo is a soup or stew, yet too unique to be classified as one or the other. It starts with a base of highly seasoned roe, or roux, a cooked blend of fat and flour used as a thickening agent scallions and herbs which serve as a vehicle for oysters crabs shrimp chicken ham various game or combinations thereof oysters may be consumed raw on the half shell sauteed and packed into hollowed out french bread or baked on the half shell and served with various garnishes shrimp crayfish and crab are similarly starting points for the creole cook who might have croquettes in mine or a pie or an omelet or a stew this is just all making me very hungry from the beginning french and spanish colonial conceptions of racial categories were much looser than those in the english colonies the first slave ship arrived in louisiana in 1719 the french who controlled the colony from 1682 to 1763 had a as we mentioned earlier a code noir that governed relations between africans and europeans and regulated emancipation the distinction between free and unfree people of color was written into this law with the free people of color legally equivalent to whites slaves meanwhile could gain freedom in numerous ways for instance by defending the colony or teaching a master's children under the french and spanish people with combined african and european ancestry enjoyed many of the privileges white people did these mixed race creole of new orleans were famous quote unquote for their wealth culture and education until after 1830 when the american concept of race began to reign many worked in professions uh, including carpentry cigar making masonry shipping embalming hairdressing nursery and midwifery in the 18th and early 19th centuries new orleans and the caribbean grew close very close it was a time of great wealth as we've mentioned quite often that's something that that is continuously being thrown at us that under french and spanish rule blacks free blacks and uh creoles had an opportunity and did succeed to the point where they were considered wealthy and cultural development for both white and free black communities of both locales fallberg or fall borg after its subdivision and urban design became one of the most favorite places for the incoming creoles by 1807 the majority of the land had been purchased in creole cottages large and small were built along streets with colorful names like Rue Bon Enfant, Good Children Street and Chomp, Elysses, Elysian Fields Avenue. A very large portion of these cottages were the homes of free women of color, a group often not recognized for the important role that they played in creating the built environment of New Orleans. This seems to be a consistent theme not only just for women in history but for black women in particular they're very much marginalized even among black history their roles which is very sad because many did use as we are going to find out uh their own education and their own wiles so to speak to to create a cultural society New Orleans was growing in population and importance as one of the world's leading port cities. Bernard de Maringini, his brother John de Marangini, and their free woman of color half-sister Eulalie de Mandeville knew what great opportunities lay in their futures. Bernard and Jean were the sons of Pierre and his wife Jean-Marie de before this marriage eulalie was born to pierre and marie jean an enslaved woman born in the congo who was given her freedom after the birth of her freeborn daughter marie jean and eulalie were an integral part of the marangini family and eulalie was a rightfully viewed and raised as a daughter in the household pierre's mother madame de manville was very close to eulalie and supervised her courtship with eugene McCarthy of the wealthy white McCarthy, mccarty McCarthy family who eventually became her husband eulalie is introduced as the first of the free women of color in this article as she is an excellent representative of the wealth and power that drove these women to create such rich and prosperous lives eulalie affectionately known as Madame Cece, McCarthy and her husband Eugene raised five children who all became respected members of Creole society. As Eugene was the second son of the McCarthy family, he did not inherit a large fortune and utilized loans from Eulalie to develop his successful banking, lumber, and dairy businesses. After over 50 years of marriage, Eugene died, leaving his family in the state of over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is a lot of money back in that day i was born to flex yes. diamonds on my neck i like boarding jets i like morning sex but nothing in this world that i like more than checks money all i really want to see is that you made her fortune in real estate and through the ownership of several mercantile stores throughout the northern new orleans and mississippi river region she ultimately left an estate worth over 250000 Their combined estates in today's market would be valued in the millions. Rosette Rochon is our next important and prosperous free woman of color. She was born in Mobile in around 1767 to a French shipbuilder and an enslaved woman of his household. Both mother and infant daughter were given their freedom after the birth and remained with the shipbuilder as a family unit. Rosette utilized the money that she inherited from her father after his death to move with her mother to New Orleans. She became a successful entrepreneur and landowner, building several fine Creole cottages, two of which still exist today. One of the homes an exemplary cottage at 1515 Paulger Street was developed to serve as muse. Rosette Rochon, by longtime Marangini preservationist and interior designer Don Richmond, when he purchased the home in 1995. The museum was to be a celebration of the great design and craftsmanship of Creoles of color. Unfortunately, Richmond died before completion of the project and left the property to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. After encountering zoning issues, SoFab sold the home to private owners in order to raise capital for programming. Go. Go. Bring all your white people with you. y'all niggas got to exit right now. I take my hat off to both women who became successful in a time where they are being also enslaved and shown that they are less than human to have those same ideologies exist in one continent is is uh, a lot to be on your mind as you are living a dissonant type of existence african slaves on numerous occasions rebelled against the slave institution no shocker there in 1731 400 bambara slaves led by samba planned a revolt but due to a slip of tongue by the mistreated female slave, the plot was made manifest. Slaves from the fight of Benin of U origins in 1791 in Pointe Coupe, planned mass rebellion, but was quickly aborted after being revealed. In some cases, black slaves joined Indians in rebellion. There's actually a documentary on HBO exterminate all the brutes i have not finished it because it is very long and i eventually uh just keep coming back to it (laughs) when i'm in the mood in 1792 natchez indians attacked fort rosalie in collaboration with blacks after whites attempted to acquire natchez land 250 whites were killed and the tobacco apparatus was destroyed one-tenth of the white population was killed 400 natchez were sent to the caribbean slaves also ran away and founded maroon societies uh, in the swamps the most famous was the maroon society society founded by juan malo or malo who later became known as san or san malo st evil many slaves fled the plantations to join the maroons many took indian wives juan malo engaged in theft and sabotage of plantations being native born malo received assistance from within new orleans society bringing it back to the creoles and how this correlates slave and free in louisiana so despite being rejected by that particular black race the creoles helped both slave and free to assist their their enslaved counterparts in louisiana society a sex imbalance existed with a very heavy male versus female ratio many of these blacks formed unions with whites due to a scarcity of white women in the region white men took black mistresses in return for financial support a system called plaquage or plaquage. the plaquage system produced a well-to-do and property owning class of women well-to-do white men would typically have a white wife and family and a colored wife and family the white broussart and colored broussart they typically knew each other when the color family ran on or ran into hard times the white family would help out when the white family ran into trouble at times the colored family would help out the offspring of such unions inherited land and the wealth from their fathers some inherited slaves which they treated no different than their white slave owners so there's a dichotomy even between that society which always goes to the idea of life is fucking complicated (laughs) They were merchants and shop owners. They were professionals, shoemakers, carpenters, barbers. Some were sent to Spain and France to be educated and acquire special skills by their white fathers. They formed a middle tier in Louisiana's French society, below whites and above black slaves. After emancipation, many lost their privileged status, occupying the same status as blacks. To protect their position, the Creole of color formed close social family networks. They married among themselves, attended the same churches and fraternal organizations, differing themselves from the former black slave population. This is also goes into that idea of I think we were talking about a little bit in a different history podcast about how Irish and Scots, they were considered no better than blacks and how they felt the need to differentiate themselves and elevate themselves by using the fact that they had lighter skin and then acquiring power and then the minute they do, instead of associating with that, that group that you were thrown into the same pace with, you begin to compete with them. Uh, And thus that only furthers the racial divides. Free blacks pursued opportunities in the military. In the Spanish period, they compromised the Bataloons de Pardo, 10 battalions and battalions de marino black battalions they were used to defend the colony and fight black maroon colonies to gain freedom slaves sometimes took assignments nobody wanted Luis congo for example became free on a condition he became the city executioner and torturer a very lonely and dangerous position even in england that's still a very lonely like yeah even in french society they make you uh same in spanish i believe they make you wear a red frock even money instead of paying you they toss it at you you're just meant to show up and execute and you're considered worse than society but it is a freedom it is a life it is something and that is where we're going to put a pen in it for today We will be coming out with a part two, which will discuss uh, some other things in detail. Uh, So look forward to that next Friday. If you have any feedback or anything you want to bring to the discussion, blackercounts at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.